God's good to us. Amen. I'm going to go to John chapter 19. John chapter 19 and then Luke chapter number 12. I'm going to read uh, a verse in each one of those chapters. John chapter 19 and verse number 30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Luke 12 and 50. Luke 12 and 50. But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? I'm going to read that out of a paraphrased version. And it goes like this. Jesus said, I've come to start a fire on this earth. How I wish it were blazing right now. I've come to change everything, turn everything right side up. How I long for it to be finished. Amen. With the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to talk to you for a while on this subject. Hell can't stop me. Maybe I could just change it a bit to hell can't stop us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I love you. I'm thankful for these people, Lord, that's come together and to this church service tonight. Thank you for the music team, God, that led us into worship, and to thank you, Lord, for the worshipers that got involved. Thank you for everyone that's taken time to come to this sanctuary to exalt you. I thank you, Lord, for those at home, those, Lord, that are elsewhere that are watching online tonight. I pray, Lord, that the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord, would move in their homes or the room, the vessel, Lord, the God, the vehicle they're in, wherever it's at, I pray, God, that the power of the Holy Ghost would move there like it's moving here tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that somehow that faith would rise in our hearts and spirits and a determination to make it, a determination to be what you want us to be. God, would be deep within our spirit. And we'll love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Uh, several years ago now, uh, it's really, I guess it could almost go to many years ago, a preacher from California by the name of Rick Warren started a fad in the evangelical world when he published the book, Purpose Driven Church. It went from there to Purpose Driven Life, Purpose Driven Youth, Purpose Driven Songs. It just went on and on and on, and he probably made a fair amount of money from it, at least if not for himself, for his church. And then there were even people come out and made money on other books, and they wrote that why purpose-driven life and purpose-driven church was wrong, and people just kind of did that. Amen. I, I've read several of the, his books, and I've enjoyed much of what came from that. I am absolutely convinced tonight that each and every one of us, that we were created for a divine purpose. I believe that, that you were created, that you were molded, that you were formed by God for a divine purpose and a divine calling. If you don't have that in your spirit, you need to get it. You need to understand that, that your, your station in life is not that somehow, that somehow you can fulfill a career. There's nothing wrong with careers, amen, and having them. But I want you to understand tonight that as an apostolic, that your number one priority in life is not the career that you have, that you've chosen, that you're on, but your number one priority is to be the man, the woman, young, 
amen, middle-aged or senior, it matters not, but you need to be the man, the woman that God has called you to be. That being said, some 2,000 years ago in a Bethlehem stable, a child was born to a young woman. His every breath, his every step, his every day was with and for a divine purpose. And then the fulfillment of that purpose came together. In Genesis chapter 1 and, and verse number 28, it tells us that God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Again, a paraphrase of that goes like this. God created human beings. That's you and I. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them and he said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth and take charge. Capital Community Church, we have a mandate from eternity tonight that the church of a living God in 2021 we need to rise to our feet we need to put our shoulders back and our head in the air understanding that we're not on a natural mandate we're not on a natural journey but instead, amen, we have a word from God that we have a cause and we have a purpose and we need to fulfill that which God has for us. God gave Adam and Eve he meant dominion over the serpent. He said, replenish the earth and, and, and take authority over everything that's there. Amen. But Eve was deceived. And, and Pastor talked about it a few weeks ago. But Adam ate knowingly. Man's authority was gone. Sold to the first offer of a taste of forbidden fruit. Tonight, oh wonderful apostolic, can I tell you, be careful hey, what you're selling your promise for. Be careful what you're selling your authority to. Be careful what you're letting go of the dominion that God has given you for. All because man has a problem. And the problem we have is allowing anyone, even God, to have authority over us. You stop and think for a moment, if you would, tonight. What would happen, amen, in our world? Amen. And not all in evangelical Christianity even, but if we all did. But even in the apostolic world, amen, what would happen if each one of us would align ourselves with the divine purpose and the call of God and let God move through us to complete His perfect will in our life? From that day on, man has been trying to take his authority back. And the desire, the purpose of God has been that humanity would be restored to the rightful place in God. Humanism is alive. No matter what form of media you turn on or what you pick up or where you look, we can see it alive. Amen. From a higher education to a high school. Amen. Even into elementary schools. Amen. Yes, in our governments and in show business and in sports. Amen. In the society, we see it everywhere. That humanism is alive and man wants ultimate control. Noah had a clean start, but he failed. Moses was the man that God used to usher in law. If you follow these rules and this law and you do this and that, you can have your dominion back. However, Satan deceived again and again and again and again. Man did not have what was needed. I do not have time tonight to go down through the list of names. But let me just give you a few. Many great men. There was Abraham, Isaac, 
Jacob and Moses, Joshua and Samuel and Gideon and Saul, David, Solomon, Isaiah and Daniel. The list goes on. Many, many great men. There were great women. There was Esther, a man, that orphaned queen. There was Deborah, the prophetess. There was Jochebed, the slave girl, a man that brought birth to the promise from God. Ruth the Moabitess, there was Hannah, amen, that, that, that prayed with such intensity, amen, that even the high priest thought she was drunk. Abigail, who refused to let her family and herself be lost because of her backslidden husband. Rachel, who cried, hey, give me children, else I die. And the list goes on and on and on and on. So many great men and so many great women, but they all attempted and they all failed they all failed and mankind continued decade after decade, generation after generation, century after century, enslaved under the bondage of sin. Oh, go with me for just a few minutes if you would. Always they heard about Messiah, but where is he? Where is Messiah? Amen. Look at the bondage. Look at our situation. And where is Messiah in your situation tonight? Amen. As you sit in the sanctuary, in your home, in your family, in your life, the question may be in your life, God, where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you but regardless of whether you can feel his presence tonight, regardless of whether you sense his presence or not, you need to get the mindset. We need to get the mindset of the three Hebrew children, whether he comes or not, whether I get what I want or not, whether my prayer is answered the way I want or not. Amen. Hell, you need to get it through your mind. You need to get it in your head. Amen. Like the three Hebrew children, if I get what I want, amen, that's great. But if not, hell, I want you to know you're looking at 67-year-old Calhoun guy has made up his mind I'm not going to bow, I'm not going to bend, I'm not going to give up I choose to live for God, hell you cannot stop me you cannot stop me. You cannot. I'm not egotistical. I'm not lifted up tonight. I'm not proud or haughty or high-minded. I just want you to know that we sang about a God that never loses. And I've got my hand in His. And He picks me up and carries me. And I'm not worried tonight. I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to split hell wide open. But I am going to go through the pearly gates. I intend to make heaven my home. I have said it before, you may have heard it, but years ago, our elders and I know what they were saying. They used to say, by the grace of God, we're going to make it. And by the grace of God, I'm going to make it. And that is true. But I want you to know some 2,000 years ago on a place called Mount Calvary that the grace of God was established for you. And the grace of God was established for me. The grace of God is there. If you want to go to heaven, you can go to heaven. I said, if you want to go to heaven, you can go to heaven. But I'll tell you what it needs. It needs some men and women that will make up their mind and put their shoulders back and say, hey, hell, you can't have me. You can't have my family. You can't have my home. We need to have some people that will make up their mind and say, hell, the grace of God has been established. But I, amen, I'm not going there. Oh, yeah, amen. Time and again, someone would come on life scene, try and ultimately fail. When it seemed like everything was lost with no hope, God would raise up someone to fight a, long, a while longer. A prophet like Isaiah would step to the forefront with a prophecy. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. 
Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. But sin still reigned until finally at the end of the Old Testament, amen, we come to an era of time known as the 400 silent years. It appeared the battle had been lost. It appeared that sin and Satan had won. Humanity was to be forever bound with the invisible chains of sin and under the dominion of hell. At times in your life, it seems like all hope is gone. The day is as black as the night. You come face to face with your own shortcomings. A family member is drifting. Someone you love has given up. And if you're not careful, you can develop an attitude that I call what's to use. And it can get a hold of you and held you bondage. But please, please hear me. Do not despair. Amen. Do not give up hope. Please do not quit. The night is always the darkest just before the dawn. And all of a sudden, know oh, the darkness of the 400 silent years. We hear a voice. I said, we hear a voice. Amen. Crying. Amen. 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 He's preaching. Repent. Repent and be baptized. The kingdom of God is coming. He comes in camel's hairs, eating locusts and wild honey. And all of a sudden, hope arises in the heart of the Jewish people again. Hope springs forth in the hearts. Amen. They were bound in the stranglehold of the Roman Empire. And all of a sudden, hope sprung again. They came out of the city into the wilderness to hear him and find him. And they said, are you the Messiah? Are you the one we were looking for? question was thrown at him no 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 I baptize you with water unto repentance but there's one coming after me Shakaramandaya. aren't you glad that you know him he said there's one coming after me whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire today I said today July the 18th 2021 you heard your pastor this morning preach about it you heard pastor Matt preach about it last week amen the hunger for revival to be birthed in this church and in this city I'll tell you what amen what I'm hungry for amen I'm hungry for a fresh baptism of fire that would shake our church that would shake our communities that would shake our families I'm hungry for something amen that will propel us out of bed in the middle of the night amen that we lay on the floor in intercessory prayer till we could not get up amen because of the sin I want a fresh baptism of fire. I want a fresh baptism of fire. I made up my mind. I'm not going to drift off into the into some place somewhere. Amen. But I made up my mind. Amen. That an old Phillips who will be 91 this year. If he can shout and talk in tongues. Amen. And bounce up and down. I want you to know that Mel Calhoun can do it too. And I'll get a hold of God. Because I must have fire. I must have fire. I must have fire. The angels singing to the shepherds about a child in Bethlehem's manger. The Christ child is born. Some would call him Elijah. Some would call him John the Baptist. Some Isaiah, Jeremiah, or some other prophet. Amen. But he's not interested in what someone else calls him. He's interested in your opinion of him. He's interested in my opinion of him. He wants to know what I think about him. We spend our time, amen, looking down our long, stotty, self-righteous nose who someone doesn't have apostolic truth like we have it. Amen, but I want you to understand that, amen, what we need to realize is that God, amen, has ordained for you and I to know him as he is. And if we do, we'll impact our neighbors, Pastor Jack. We'll impact the churches, amen, because we won't be self-righteous, but we'll know him for who he is. 
He's not Isaiah, but he's the one that Isaiah preached about. Amen. He's not Jeremiah, but he's the righteous branches of Jeremiah 23. He's not David, but he is the good shepherd and the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus walked some 33 and a half years, amen, in the wilderness and returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. He met Satan and everywhere he could go, amen, but still came out victorious. He never loses. I said he never loses. He never loses. He met Satan in the temple and cleansed it. He met Satan in Nazareth and defied death. He met Satan in sickness and healed Peter's mother-in-law. He met Satan in death and raised the widow's son. He met him in the deep and calmed the sea. He met him in the Gadarene and set the devil possessed free. He met him in the blind man and opened his eyes. He met him in the death man and unstopped his ears. In hunger he met Satan and fed 5,000. He met him in the storm and walked on the water. He met him in fame and rebuked the sign seekers. He met him in humility and washed the disciples' feet. And finally when nearing his death, praying in Gethsemane, he was presented spotless, faultless, guiltless in every situation he faced and every predicament he was ever in. He never lost a battle. I said he never lost a battle. I said he never lost a battle. He never lost a battle and they couldn't find one fault with him. And when he faced his last and greatest battle, he prayed not my will but thine be done. And his last battle became his greatest miracle. And I've got news for you. The Jews didn't crucify him. Hey, oh yeah, they, they were part of the crucifixion, but they didn't kill him. The Romans didn't kill him because my Bible tells me that he laid his body down and he became sin for you and I. Amen. And he did it so that we could be victorious. He did it so that we would not be bound. He did it. Hear me now. Amen. He did it so we could be free and hell cannot stop me. Jesus went to Calvary so you and I might be brought back to our relationship with our Lord. Brought back to our rightful place of dominion over sin. The ransom might be paid. The place of dominion. The place of authority. Calvary. The blood of Jesus. Hear me. The purpose of Calvary. If you don't get anything else tonight, you get this. The purpose of Calvary was not for Jesus. Don't throw stones at me yet. But the purpose of Calvary was not for Jesus. He never lost his place. He never lost his dominion. He never lost his authority. He always had it. He had never lost it. But he went to Calvary not so that he could get his dominion. Not so that he could get his authority. But he went to Calvary so that I could have my dominion. So I could have my authority. And you could have yours. Shakaramandaya, Alan Porter, he went to Calvary for you and he went to Calvary for me and he went there that I could walk through life with my shoulders back and my head in the air, blood washed and blood bought, victorious, amen, anointed and empowered, amen, from on high, amen, I walk every day in the authority of God. Oh yeah, First John 3 and 8. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. John 1 and 12. Gospel of John 1 and 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Oh, hear me tonight. Amen. I am a son of God. Amen. My dad and mom, no daughter watching this tonight. 
and I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful for my dad and mom. I'm thankful for my family heritage. But I want you to know, amen, that whenever I was baptized in Jesus' name and I had repented of my sins and I was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, I became a son of the living God. Oh, shakaramandiaramandaya. I became a son of God. Oh, yeah. I love the United Pentecostal Church. I'm an ordained minister with them. They've trusted me with their pulpits. They've trusted me with their church families. I thank them. I thank them I love it but I want you to know I wasn't redeemed by the organization I belonged to but I was redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ amen I was filled with his spirit I was anointed amen by him amen his word is on me amen I have his name I have his blood I have his word and I have his spirit and I come by on this Sunday night to tell someone stop tripping around stop falling amen and trying to get up oh if you fall get back up again but I've got news for you you can be faithful I said you can be faithful you can live for God you just need to pull up your bootstraps you need to tighten up your braces and put your shoulders back and say I am going to live for God I will be a child of God (laughs) Calvary bought Satan's dominion over humanity and now Satan has no more power over you the ultimate price was paid Calvary was never about Jesus' authority, his dominion. He never lost them. It was about you and me. How can't stop me? How can't stop you? How can't stop us? Sin may struggle in me. It may torment me. But sin can never defeat me. When I was a young man, and I'm not proud, and I turned my back on God and walked away, amen, it wasn't because I didn't want to live for God. Brother Mills, but it was because I didn't think I could live for God. I didn't think I could make it. I didn't think I could be what God wanted me to be. But little did I know, amen, that in a place of prayer and a place of submission and a place of consecration to God, that I could find a place that nothing or no one could pluck me out of the hands of God and I could live for Him. And January the 20th, 1980, I found that secret. I found the key. And I've got news for me. You may not like me. Amen. You may wish I wasn't around. You may say He talks loud and fast and He spits too far back. But I've got news for me. I'm not going away. I'm not going anywhere I'm not leaving the church I'm going to stick with it if I fall flat on my face if I make a mistake and do something stupid and wrong amen you'll see me crawl through those doors you'll see me down front because I am going up my mind I'm going to heaven and hell can't stop me get this get this Jesus gave me this a while ago and I never heard anyone else preach this amen where I'm going right now but Jesus in the wilderness I've heard the preach about that, but not this little part of it. But Jesus, a man went in the wilderness, fasted, and prayed for 40 days. At the end of it, the Bible says that he was hungry. And Satan came to him and said, if you're really who you think you are, cast yourself down. Brother Scott, you're in my bubble. Will you come on up here? Amen. You're in my bubble. Amen. Come on up here, will you? What do you want me to do, man? Did you just tell me what to do? And <laughs> He, he didn't even let her out of the door tonight. Okay. So Satan, I, I'm not going back where you are. Don't worry. Uh, I'll, I'll keep my COVID distance. going over here. So, so this is, please forgive me. I know better. This is Jesus. 
The only one who thinks it is, is his mom. She's the only one, okay? Even his dad knows better that he's not really that good. Okay, so Satan comes to him and, and Satan, Satan said, if, if you're really who you think you are, see this rock? Get yourself a Big Mac. <laughs> and Jesus said, have you read the word? It says, man can't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds of the mouth of God. So he said, okay, big shot. Let's go to the temple or let's go to the mountain. He took him up on the high hill. And he said to Jesus, he said, see all of these kingdoms? See everything out there? And if you read it, he meant out of something besides the King James. It says, all of this has been given to me and I have authority over it. And if you will bow down and worship me, I'll give them. You can have it. You won't have to go to Calvary. You won't have to walk the road. You won't have to go all through that. You won't have to sweat as a word. God, drop great drops of blood. Just bow down and worship me, and I'll give you what you came for. <laughs> and Jesus said, haven't you read? It says, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And then, amen, they went to the temple, and up into the pinnacle of the temple, and, and amen, the Satan said to him, said, hey, Jesus, yeah, what do you want now, devil? What, well, I don't know if he talked that way or not. Please, please just humor me, okay? Because I like to have fun sometimes. And, and so, so he said, yeah, he said, well, what, what why don't you, why don't you just kind of, you know, what do you say there? Oh, come on, you're, you're the Bible scholar. You've got the degree. You've got all, all the things. So he went up into the, to the temple, and, and he said, and he told him, said, you do this, and you do this. And, and he said to him, he said, Jesus said, no, haven't you read that it says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God? And, and here's what came to me. Scott, here's what came to me. I was studying, I was praying. And what came to me, the devil wants you to think that he's a big bad dude. The devil wants you to think that he's the boogeyman. That's what they used to tell us in the mirror machine. The boogeyman's going to get you if you don't go to sleep. That the devil wants you to think that he's got the red suit and the horns. He wants you to think that he's the guy with all the power and the authority. And what came to me, amen, that if God was so, if Satan was so big and so bad, and how much authority, please don't let me do this, okay? Why didn't he just take Jesus by the hand and pull him down? Why did he say, if you do this, if you, the reason, if you would get it, it would change your life. The reason he said to Jesus, well, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. The reason is, is because he did not have the power and he did not have the authority. Amen. He did not have the strength to bring Jesus down. Okay. okay. Amen. He didn't have what it took to take him down. Can I tell you, oh great and wonderful apostolic, you think you're so weak. You think you can't make it. You think you can't do it. But if Satan had his way, if Satan had the power, you wouldn't be in church tonight. You wouldn't be in the house of God tonight. You'd be on a street somewhere. You'd be a homeless person downtown. But the reason you're here, the reason you're in the house of God, because Satan does not have the power to destroy you and take you down. I can buy on this Sunday night that tell someone that hell amen, can't take me. Hell's not going to win me. Hell's not going to do it. I am going to make it. <laughs> Satan couldn't do it. Amen. Get this. 
If Satan can't cast Jesus down, he can't cast you down either. He might have said he can't cast you down either. Oh, you can be seated. I, I said I wasn't going to do this, but here I am. Uh, Alan Porter, he's been around the church so much now that we've got people that don't even know Alan Porter like we knew Alan Porter. And besides that, if not him anyway, it was someone different. But when Alan Porter was lost and bound by addictions, he didn't have the Holy Ghost. He wasn't baptized in Jesus' name. And even then, even then, when Brother Fudge and his team went to where Alan was to visit him, even then, hell didn't have the power Hell didn't have the authority to keep Alan Porter from saying to James Fudge, hey man, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. An unregenerated Alan Porter, hey man, hey man, went down into the watery graves of baptism in Jesus' name. And when he went down, he became part of the family of God. And if hell couldn't keep him away before, hell can't keep him away now. Hell can't stop him now. Hell does not have the power. I, I, I've got to... I, 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 just one more little thing here again sin may struggle in you it may torment you but sin can never 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 defeat you I, I'm I, I'm not I'm not the great Hebrew scholar amen we have Pastor Woodward amen he can do all of that I'll just tell you stories and encourage you a little bit okay but 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 in the, in the Greek, in the Greek for all of you smart people, in the Greek, you can go into the numerical values of things. And the numerical number for man is six. And the numerical number for perfection is seven. So you would think that the numerical number for Jesus would be seven, but it's not. The numerical number for Jesus is eight, 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 or beyond perfection. Beyond that it was natural. Get this. In the end of this dispensation that we live in. When Satan multiplies his efforts. The best that he can come up with is 666. Man's number. That's the best he's got. This is power. The influence of man. And the combined power of man. That's the best that he's got. Hallelujah. But the Bible tells me in Ephesians 5 and 27 that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. He meant he takes a man, he takes a woman who is just that and nothing more. And through the process of the gospel Acts 2.38 he died we repent he was buried we get baptized in his name for the remission of sins he arose and we get filled with the Holy Ghost new birth experience water baptism air repentance water baptism and infilling of the Holy Ghost God moves us to a brand new level and as long as I stay in Christ as long as I stay in him, he looks at us from a brand new angle. And that is 
through the blood of Christ. And there, as he looks at me through the blood of Christ, I'm viewed as perfect. Not because I'm perfect, but because he is perfect. And he's covered me with his blood. And I come by tonight to tell you that he's taken the church, not because we're so good in ourselves, but because of Calvary, because of the blood, because of who we are in him. He's taken us and he moved as a level past 666 into the realm of seven. And there we are, perfect in him, perfect through him. And tonight, hell has no authority. Hell has no power. I'm not going to hell. 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 I made up my mind. I'm going to heaven. And I'm going to take everyone I can with me. Amen. And sin's dominion is under my feet. Hear me. The future of the church is not determined by whether we have a COVID-free world. And I'm so anxious for those masks to get off. The future of the church is not determined by the laws the government passes. The future of the church is not determined by what society deems acceptable or not. The future of the church is not determined by the government in power. But the future of the church was mandated 2,000 years ago over a Passover weekend, a celebration at a place called Mount Calvary where Jesus died and was buried and rose again. And a few days later, amen, ascended to glory and sent on Pentecost the church back. Capital Community Church. And if you're a visitor here, amen, from another church, you can put your church's name in there. The church is destined for revival. The church has a GPS set on eternity. Amen. It is traveling the highway of holiness. Capital Community Church, our pastoral team has determined. They've made up their mind. They've committed themselves. They're ensuring that this church is part of that journey. And that in Fredericton, we're going to have apostolic revival. We're going to have a citywide shaken revival. We want other churches to be part of it. We're not a lone ranger on a journey by ourselves. But we want everyone that can to be part of it. But I can buy on this Sunday night to tell you that if you want it, you can have it. I said, you want it, you can have it. You don't have to go to hell. Amen. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to let hell have its way in your life. You can be victorious and live for God. Hell can't stop us. Okay, would you just raise your hands and love, love Jesus just a moment? Amen. Would you just take a moment and love him? Would you take just a moment and love him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Grammy Dudley, and I've said it here so many times. Amen. She was the queen of our family. Died one day, I believe it was one day short of 91. I don't want to get into disagreement with my Aunt June over that, but it's somewhere in that area, and it doesn't really matter. Amen. One day, they're shy of 91 years of age. She was the queen of our family. But she got this Holy Ghost when the, before the UPC was ever formed. She got the Holy Ghost, and she lived for God and walked with God. I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and they can't even remember who it was. And they got telling me, being back to me one time for a fellowship rally. And they were building something on the church and back to me way, 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 way back. Hey, man, they're building a piece on the church. And, 
and it was a summer afternoon, and, and just the floor was on the piece that we're building on, and, and the church building was full where they were eating, and people had gone outside, and, and said between service, and, and they went, said they stepped outside and, and walked back the side of the building, and, and they said there was Amy Dudley, amen, sitting on the floor, which would be like, you know how it was when you came in here, just sitting, no walls, sitting there all by herself, singing the songs of Zion, worshiping God and loving God. Can I tell you, amen, that if God could do that for that generation, and there are people here that were part of that, and you understand what I'm talking about. God's not dead. God's not dead. I say God's not dead. God's not dead. But God is alive. You hear me tonight that God is fixing to do something. Amen. Special. Man, this church family, we have had the prophetic word given to us multiple, multiple, multiple times. That because, and I can't get the words right, Pastor Jack or Pastor Matt or some of you could get the words better than I could. But because we are a mission church, because we go and because we give, because we send. Amen. They've said that this church and this city, we're going to reap a harvest that's here. I'm not spooky. Well, sometimes I am. But, but, but really, a few weeks ago, we were, before Alex Kenny kicked us out of the youth chapel, amen, a few weeks ago, amen, prayer service was over in the youth chapel, and, and there was a move of God that was happening, and Pastor Jack was, was, was leading, the, leading it at the end of it. God spoke a word into my spirit, man, and afterwards, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I didn't feel to give it. I said, God, if you want me to give it, you have Pastor Jack. He's sensitive. He can, he'll, he'll just say, Brother Calhoun, will you come and dismiss us on me? Never. And I was happy because I'm not looking for, for that. And, but afterwards, Pastor Brother Jonathan McNair said, God gave you a word, didn't he? He said, you were sitting over to the side. And God gave you a word. And prayer meeting, he said, I knew God had given it to you. And I knew it wasn't going to be a message in tongues and interpretation. I knew it wasn't that. But I knew it was a word for our church. And God spoke to me in the youth chapel over there. Amen. Back, not, this, not the ones on the driveway side, but the next ones in. I sat in front of Brother and Sister McNair. I'd been up front and came back. And God spoke to me and said, the prophecy that I've given, the prophecy that I've given to this church, you're moving into that time now. And all you have to do as a church is be united and moving forward, and I am going to do what I prophesied. And Pastor Jack, God spoke to me and said, Mel, unity is not what so many people think it is. Unity is not everyone thinking the same way and everyone thinking alike. Oh, no. Please, you, you know Sister Beverly Woodward. I mean, she's just always smiling, always this prayer. You know, she just, she just, oh, she's just, just there. But I can promise you that in the 20-some years, 21 years, that Pastor Raymond and Beverly Woodward has been at CCC, I can promise you there's been days that they did not agree on everything. Please don't tell Pastor Woodward that because he does not. Sister Vera, please don't tell him that. Sister Kathy plays, and whatever Pastor Jack tells her, amen, oh, yeah, yeah, she just plays. But I can promise you that in the years they have been here, that every time and every day, 
They haven't seen eyeball to eyeball and agreed on everything that there is. I can promise you that with my wife. I can promise you that with, with David and Debbie Curse. I can promise that with you and your wife. But the thing they did agree on, and the thing my wife and I agreed on, amen, and the things that we agree on, is that we want to do what God wants to do. And we want the will and the plan of God to work. See, it doesn't matter. And please, I haven't heard anything, but it doesn't matter. Amen. Whether I like everything that someone does or everything not, there's no way possible that we're meant to agree on everything. In the early church, in the early church, Paul said, I withstood Peter to his face. They didn't agree on everything, but they still had a revival. They're over the half of the then known world. Amen. And so if you and I, Shakaramandaya, as the saints of God, amen, as a team in this church, amen, as the men and women of this church, if we can join hands and join voices and join spirits, amen, with the ministry team in this church, say, pastoral team, take us where you want us to go. Lead us in the direction you want us to go, and we'll go with you. I promise you they're not going to take us down a side road somewhere and get off into something. But oh, somehow, they want what we want. They want your family saved. They want my family saved. They want your neighbor saved. Amen. Amen. They want my neighbor saved. Come on. Oh, yeah. They want the same thing. But if we can just get our mind together and say, guess what? We're going to do what God wants us to do. Next year, Pam and I are set up, amen, to go to, to the Netherlands to do Alan and Carlos, Carlos furlough replacement, at least for part of it. We're, we're geared to go there. If you was to ask Pam tonight, Pam, do you want to go to the Netherlands for nine months? She'd say, I don't want to go to the Netherlands. I want to stay in my little mini home. I want to stay here and preach around some, just do some things. I just want to be here where Pam and the girls are at. Amen, that's what she would tell you. Amen, but it doesn't matter. When God said, I want you to go. Amen, we just put our differences aside and we get together. We'll have our discussions and we'll even have our disagreements. But at the end of it all, we'll join hands. Amen, and we'll, voice, we'll join voices and we'll We'll close our eyes, amen, and lift our spirits to God, and we'll align ourselves with Him, and we will do the will and the plan and the purpose of God, because unity in the church is us aligning ourselves with the leadership that God has given us to do the work of God. Just because Sister Kathy has bought a Honda, amen, a CRV doesn't mean you have to buy one. You can, you can go ahead and buy and buy a Murano like mine if you want to. Amen. That's not going to make a difference in our unity. But I'll tell you what, when Pastor Jack says, amen, we need to have prayer. I don't understand why he put prayer on Friday night. I liked it on Saturday night. Oh, I understand why. Amen. But what are you going to do, Mel? Are you going to get mad and rebel and not come to prayer meeting? No, -uh. not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Amen. My pastor said, I want you here on Friday night for prayer and I'm going to be here if I can do it at all amen I'm going to be here and if I can't he's going to know where I'm at why because I made up my mind I want to be one with the body of God hell's not going to have its way hell's not going to take me down I am going to be the man God wants me to be let's stand let's stand would you just take a moment and love him right now I want Pastor Jack, Sister Kathy, Sister Bell, I want the Pastor Matt, I want the ministry team. I want the ministry team to come and stand across the front. I want the ministry team to come and stand across the front. Come on and stand across the front.